Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 22, verses 23 to 31. You who fear the Lord, praise Him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify Him. And stand in awe of Him, all you offspring of Israel. For He has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, and He has not hidden His face from Him, but He has heard when He cried to Him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation, my vows I will perform before those who fear Him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship before him, and shall bow all but go for the dust, even the one who could not keep himself alive. Posterity shall serve him, and shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation, that they shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn, that he has done it. Genesis chapter 16, verses 1 to 6. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, Behold now, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my servant, that it may be that I should obtain a children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. So after Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian, her servant, and gave her to Abram, her husband, as a wife. And he went in to Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw she conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. And Sarai said to Abram, May the wrong done to me be on you. I gave my servant to your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, she looked at me with contempt. May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your servant is in your power. Do to her as you please. Then Sarah dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her. Romans chapter 4, verses 1 to 5. What shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted on him as righteousness. Now the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, His faith is counted as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one whom God counts righteous apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. Is it the blessing then only for the circumcised or for the uncircumcised? We say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, 
but before he was circumcised. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised so that the righteous would be counted to them as well. And to make him the father of the circumcised who are not merely circumcised but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. Good morning. This is Tim Tribble, broadcasting from Sacramento, California. Today's readings come from Psalm 22, verses 22, 23-31, Genesis chapter 16, verses 1-6, to 6, and the book of Romans chapter 4, verses 1-12. to 12. So we revisit again Psalm 22 today, and like I said yesterday, this is you know the precursor, the, the psalm just before the, the very well-known, we memorized as children, uh, Psalm 23. But this is, uh, again, this is another praise of God and, and how God helps us. And <clears throat> in verse 24, For he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, and he has not hidden his face from him, but he has heard when he cried to him. And that's a, a real comforting thing, God is there, God hears us, God knows our afflictions, he's not blind or deaf to them, he sees them, he knows them, and when we call out to him, he will answer us. Our reading from Genesis today, we continue with the uh, Abrahamic covenant, so this is the story of Abraham, Sarah, and originally Sarah was known as Sarai, S-A-R-A-I, Sarai means thy uh, the princess my princess because she was the princess of her house and of her tribe later she was called Sarah just princess because she was recognized as such but she comes to uh, this is you know we're gonna have offspring as Abraham now we have offspring my offspring are gonna be as multiple as the sky and Sarah's going uh, I got no kids we have children can't have children. I have not been blessed with children. Uh, <clears throat> prevented, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children, she actually says in verse 2. So she has a servant. Some versions say slave. Uh, <clears throat> her name is Hagar. So Sarah comes to Abraham and says, I'm going to give you Hagar as a wife. Um, this is back when polygamy was a thing. And so you could have people, it would be very common back then for men to have multiple wives. So Sarah, Sarai, gives Abraham, Hagar, her servant, as a wife, so, so Abraham will lay with her. He does, they have, she becomes pregnant with a child that would be, then be known as Ishmael. But here's what happened. Hagar becomes with child. And looks at contempt with her mistress. Ruh-roh. We have a problem. So now Sarai is upset because her servant slash slave looked upon her with content. And she's not happy about that. So she goes to Abram and says, May the wrong done to me be on you. So she's talking about 
It's Abraham's fault, Abram's fault, that, that Hagar looked at contempt at Sarai. And may the Lord judge between you and me. Abram puts a stop to this, though, and says, Hey, uh, behold, your servants, it's your servant. Do with her as you please. So Sarai dealt harshly with her, and Hagar fled. Now, the importance of this is, in all three Abrahamic faith traditions, so that's Judaism, Christianity, and Muslim or Islam, all talk about Abram and Sarah, Abraham or Abram and Sarai, Abraham and Sarah. So they all have stories. There, there's variations to the theme, but we all, you know, we all feel that that's where our faith came from. Abraham and Sarah are the, the, the parents of what became our faith. And <clears throat> um, when Hagar and Ishmael ran, um, it is believed that they are the, the ones who became was known as the Arabic. Uh, the Arabs and Muslims trace their lineage to Hagar and Ishmael. Now, understand that uh, the Prophet Muhammad didn't come around until after Jesus, but there. Uh, so this is not this. Is, uh, un unfortunately, sometimes they think that they're Ishmael's the one that's they're they're the Muslims. They weren't Muslim at that time because that hadn't come around yet. But they're the Arabic people. Um, some I've heard say they're the Canaanites. So the story of the Canaanites and and that in the in the Bible, um, and so that is also where they could come from. But they went out in the desert and they were put away. And this is what happens when you uh, don't trust God. Things go sideways. They go wrong. So now we have this union between Abram and Sarai, and then so Sarai. Says, hey, you know, let's lay with my servant. We'll give you a second wife, and it didn't work out uh, because God had a plan, and we didn't. They didn't wait to see what God's plan comes to fruition. They kind of push things along on their own. In Romans, in the reading again, this is Paul's book to the church at Rome. Um, Abraham justified by faith, and again, this is another one of Paul's. Um, defenses of God is for everyone not just Jews so the way as it was known is not just for a sect of Judaism you have to be a Jew to follow the way and in here he makes the argument in verse 9 is this blessed in blessing then only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised for we say that faith was counted by Abraham as righteousness. You go down and he goes, uh, How was then he counted for him? Was it before or after being circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. So Paul's argument is that Abraham had the faith, had faith before he was circumcised. So therefore, the faith, faith in God, as good for the for the uncircumcised and the circumcised, the circumcised being the Jews. And that simply being circumcised was just a, a, a sign 
of that faith. But you don't have to have it be circumcised to have faith. And we talk about faith and works. Um, you cannot be saved by works. You must have faith. But if you have faith, your works will show that faith. And that's something as we go through today, uh, challenge you as you go about your day-to-day, is are my works, the things that I'm doing, the way I'm treating people, the way I'm acting, the things I'm doing, am I being moral, am I being ethical, Is are the things I'm doing today, the interaction I'm having with people, business interactions, personal interactions, uh, are they... Showing my faith. Are my works being, quote, justified, justifying my faith? Are they showing, hey, look, I, you know, you, you've seen this. Uh, for those of us a certain age, we remember back in the early 70s, we had the first gas crisis. And gas jumped up to over a dollar a gallon. Everybody freaked out. And we had these gas lines. And depending on your license plate number, you got even or odd days you could buy gas and all this stuff. You get in the gas line, and I still remember his, uh, his name was Reverend Wilbur Sanders. I was a, a yeah, preteen at that time. I remember he, the one sermon he was talking about being in the gas line, and there's this guy who had this Jesus sticker on his car, and this guy, cousin, he was cussing and swearing, and not being very Christ-like. We need to remember that we have this wonderful, beautiful faith and grace that God has given us, and we got to remember to act like it, and make sure that our actions are showing forth that faith. Amen. Another prayer for guidance from the Book of Common Prayer. Direct us, O Lord, in all our doings with your most gracious favor, and further us with your continual help, that in all our works begun, continued, and ended in you, we may glorify your holy name, and finally by your mercy obtain everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Or, if you serve military families, subscribe to First Forward, a paid subscription feed providing commentary on Sunday lectionary texts a week in advance. Use it for sermon prep or just because you support the troops. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instruction will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PPUHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in an episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off of air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I haven't convinced you to fall in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.